Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and printers. Their service is excellent. Two games this weekend at Rogers Place. Tomorrow night, Minnesota Wild in town. Speaking of the Minnesota Wild, in our Mr. Lube trivia, we asked, name the two members of the Minnesota Wild from Edmonton that were once cut off the same team. (laughs) Both guys ended up being... Very good players in the Western Hockey League and uh, have now played several years in the NHL. And the answer, Tyler Innes and Jared Spurgeon. So uh, those guys were both born late in the year, smaller guys, and they were cut back in the I don't know when it happened. Maybe when they were 10 or 11, I'm told, something like that. Yeah, they were able to overcome it. So keep that dream alive. Some guests on our show received gift certificates to Japanese Village, three locations, downtown, south side, and north side. We will go off to our River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree, Bill Engvall, March 24th. Larry the Cable Guy, April 14th. And we are pleased to be joined on the line by Jerry Fleming. I have not talked to Jerry because of our travel schedule for about a month. Jerry, how are you doing? Doing well. Bob, how are you doing? Good. How are things going right now? I mean, you guys had a little bit of time off here of late, but uh, how's it going for your club here uh, over the last few uh, games? Things have been good. Uh, you know, we've, we've been playing hard. We've been getting off to good starts. Uh, you know, uh, play Stockton tonight, a big team, important game for us, important game for them. So uh, the last time we played them, uh, it was a good game. It went back and forth, and we managed to get the win. So I uh, expect the same uh, same type of game tonight, just a physical, a hard-fought uh, Game. You got uh, Laurent Brassois right now and Nick Ellis. Is that your goaltending tandem? It is. How uh, how has uh, I, I noticed with LB's numbers? He's at a 905 save percentage in 15 games. I think if you're going <clears> to <throat> make that step to the NHL, you got to climb a bit higher than that. Sometimes it's a bit of an adjustment for a player going back down to the A after spending a fair amount of time in the NHL. How's, how's LB been on that front? He's been good. He's had a, he had a couple of rough games, uh, you know, two back-to-back, one where he let in five and one where he let in six. But other than that, he shut the door down. He's played well. He's been uh, our number one penalty killer. Uh, he's been solid in there. He, he gives us a chance to win every night. What type of year has Ellis had for you? 
think he's had an up and down year. He started off slow and then uh, had a little bit of traction and then fell off a little bit. But, you know, Nicky's a hard-working kid. He competes. He wants the net. But right now we were uh, riding LB. Uh, Keegan Lowe, plus eight this season for you, 41 games. Didn't get into any games for Edmonton, but he's got the best plus-minus of your defense. Uh, he is a, a veteran player. Uh, so, too, is Eric Griba, who's uh, played 19 games for you. Maybe just uh, a thought on having some guys that can help compose and settle down some of your younger defensemen. Yeah, and both really good on the kill. Uh, we've gotten in some uh, penalty troubles here of, as of late, and those guys have really stepped up their game on the kill. Um, both defensive defensemen, defensive-minded guys, uh, shot blockers, physical, shut down the cycle. Um, Keegan's probably been our, our most consistent guy all year long. He's, uh, he's had some really good looks at the net. Uh, he's activated at right times offensively. Um, you know, they just haven't gone in for him, but uh, he's been a rock back there defensively. You uh, do not have Ethan Bear right now. At least you do not have Ethan Bear as of 11.45 today. Uh, Ethan's uh, played, f- he's played every game he could have since he's been recalled. Smart poise with the puck. That probably doesn't surprise you that much. Uh, he, I know he suffered a concussion earlier in the year. Uh he does have a 12.2% shooting percentage, which would be unlikely to continue. I, I think we both know he's going to need some more time in the American Hockey League. Even at that level, uh, what do you see in terms of uh, how far has he come? How far has he improved maybe defensively? And have you been surprised in any way, shape, or form in what he's provided you offensively? Well, he got off to such a good start, um, and then he had the concussion. It set him back for a good six weeks where he couldn't do anything. His conditioning fell off a little bit. He came back. He started off well, and then, like most guys, they kind of like you know get caught up in the in the in the, in the reasoning that you know they're they're just not in shape yet, and it takes their time. He's a little bit off, but as uh, as he got better and better, you could just see his game start to get back to where it was before he got hurt. Um, his poise with the puck, yeah, you're right. It doesn't seem to surprise me. He makes nice plays with the puck. Um, he doesn't panic with it. You know, he makes good reads, a good first pass, things that we've been working on, and we're just. Uh, Positioning, um, you know, processing the rush, reading the rush, uh, making right decisions, uh, you know, killing, uh, killing the attack going forward, those type of things, and he's uh, he's getting better at it. All right, uh, Caleb Jones just returned to the lineup. He was out a while as well. Your thoughts on his play? He's uh, last week was his first two games back after a, a long bout uh, with his uh, with his groin, um, but yeah, he, he was fine. First game, his timing was off a little bit. Obviously. This Conditioning is not going to be where it's at, but he made some good plays. He activated well offensively, carried the puck up. Um, again, just moving the puck quickly, uh, making the first read is your best read, and executing the play. I think those are the things that we're working on Caleb with. I, I know you were uh, on with Brendan, I think, about a week ago. Uh, Ryan Mantha has not played in over 10 games. I think you uh, – what was the injury again? No, he has an eye issue. Is this something that might shut him down the rest of the season? Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, we'll see. Um, you know, we're just evaluating right now. We'll go from there. Okay. Uh, because, uh, he was prog- making some progression. He was a real raw prospect for, uh, the Edmonton Oilers. That switch focus. Actually, you know what? I've been asked you about Dylan Simpson forever. Uh, is he kind of a, a bit of the forgotten guy because he pretty much plays every game, doesn't he? And he plays big minutes. Uh, he's on our number one power play. Uh, Dylan's played ball this year. Um, you know. He's, uh, he just gets better and better. Uh, he's got a lot of deception to his game, which people really don't appreciate as much as a coach or, or his teammates do. But, you know, he gets guys to bite on a lot of fakes and 
He creates separation from defenders. He makes good plays. Um, just his quickness, and, and it's again, it's something that he works on every day. Um, you know, uh, quick hands, quick feet, uh, explosive starts, stops, those type of things. But uh, yeah, he's he's been he's been solid for us. Jerry Fleming, head coach, Bakersfield Condors, joining us in Oilers now. Bob Stoffer with you. Jerry, you had Jordan Osterley. Uh, last year he had 32 points in 44 games in Baco and uh, just got into two games with Edmonton. And I mean, he's played the whole season with Chicago. So it shows you that there can be fits in other organizations, maybe for players that were seem- seemingly slotted as AHL guys. I want to switch focus to forwards. Have you got a chance yet to see Colin Lark in practice yet? Yeah, we've, he's practiced with us all week. Um, he's going into the game tonight, so we'll see how he does there. He can skate, eh? Yeah, he can. He can move pretty good, and you know he, he's got some skill. Some, you know, good good puck skills, good vision. Uh, again, in practice, it's not the same as a game, so it'll be good to evaluate him tonight. Well, and that's. Uh, I mean, you need some help up front. There's no question about that. Josh Curry, uh, he's signed to an AHL deal and signed beyond this year, is he not? Yeah, he's got another year after this one. Has he been your most consistent forward? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fair to say, Bob. Um, you know, you know what you're going to get with Josh night in and night out. Uh, he's a competitor. Uh, you know, he, he's uh, he's tenacious. Uh, his work ethic uh, second to none. You know, he's got some good puck skills. Uh, kills penalties, power play. Uh, he's our number one centerman right now. 16 goals, 35 points in 52 games. He's uh, just minus one. He's got a 15% shooting percentage. How are his feet? Like, uh, is that maybe what's holding him back a bit from getting to the next level? A little bit. A little bit. But he, he, you know, what he lacks in foot speed, he makes up for with the way he thinks the game and the way he uh, can anticipate things on the ice. So, you know, at times, yes, uh, at the NHL level, maybe. But, uh, you know, every level that he's played at, he's always risen to the top and he's started from the bottom. So, you know, uh, you were talking about it earlier. Some guys get cut from teams and go on to have, you know, fantastic uh, careers. And Josh is one of those guys that uh, will just continue to elevate his game as he gets more and more experience as becoming a pro. Final question for you, uh, Jerry. Uh, other than Curry, who's been a pretty consistent player, which forward has improved the most since the start of the season, in your opinion? Uh Joe Gambardella has definitely made strides. David Gus, um, those two guys uh, playing them on a line together. Young guys, you know, it takes a little while to get acclimated to the American Hockey League in the pro game. But the biggest, uh, you know, uh, learning curve, I guess, uh, are guys that have exceeded expectations a little bit would have to be those two. All right. Uh, Gambardella on an NHL deal. Gus on a AHL deal like Josh Curry. Stockton tonight, the schedule the rest of the week, Jerry. Stockton tonight, uh, San Diego tomorrow, and then Tucson next Wednesday. All right. Best of luck. Thanks for your time, Jerry. Thanks, Bob. Always a pleasure. You bet. That's the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jerry Fleming. It is 114 in Edmonton. We're going to take a timeout and come back with the head coach, the Alberta Golden Bears, heading off to the national championships, Serge Lajoie. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca That's proamsports.ca 
This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oilers now. So we've uh, mentioned the fact that the Oilers are here tomorrow night against the Minnesota Wild. Edmonton Oil Kings against the Kootenai Ice. Peyton Krebs was the number one pick in the WHL Madam Draft a couple years ago. He's uh, a very skilled offensive player for Kootenai. They're here Sunday at 4 o'clock at Rogers Place. Tickets available at Ticketmaster. The uh, hit on the Bakersfield Condors with Jerry Fleming. Now at this time, pleased to be joined by the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears, Serge Lejoie. Hi Serge, how are you? I'm fine. How are you doing, Bob? Not bad. Uh, I will tell you that I'll be in Florida when you guys uh, open up in the University Cup. And unfortunately for you at this time, you don't even know who you're playing yet, do you? No. Uh, still a few games uh, have to be played here tonight and tomorrow to, to decide uh, who the last two teams are are going to be coming in to, to make the uh, the eight teams at the championship. So we're still waiting to, to see. We're, we're going to finish second behind UNB, but we're waiting to see who our opponent's going to be. Yeah, you'll be seated second for the tournament. You're currently ranked second nationally. UNB swept uh, in impressive fashion in the AUS uh, final. You also swept against the Saskatchewan Huskies. Assess your team's performance in the 5-2 and 5-1 victories. You know, our guys played really well. Uh, you know, both nights, really good atmosphere, sold out. Um, our guys really fed off of that. Our special teams were were very good. Uh, we were perfect on a on the penalty kill, and uh, I think we had uh, four or five goals on out of uh, twelve attempts on uh, the power play. Which um, you know, there, there's not to me. There's not a big difference between Saskatchewan and Alberta. It always comes down to the details and the execution. And special teams plays a big part. And I think our guys were ready for the challenge. And uh, I, I really like to. I, I really like where our game is at right now. Um, you did get potentially some bad news involving, because uh, I, I saw the game on uh, Friday night, and I thought a couple of your better pa- uh, players over the last half of the season have been Tyson Bailey, who listeners might know uh, was a 43-goal, 95-point player for the Kelowna Rockets in the Western League, and then Brandon McGee, who is a uh, hard, nasty uh, kind of second-line forward for Victoria at about 60 points uh high 20s for goals three years in a row. Uh, I know that McGee got involved in a sticking fraction at the end of the game uh, against uh, Saskatchewan. Will he be, uh, do you know whether or not he'll be available to play for you at the national championship? Well, as of right now, ruling came down. He's not available to us, but we've made an appeal and we think we have a good grounds to to have them uh, revisit, circle back and revisit the uh, the decision that was made on the ice. And uh, it was unfortunate. I think, uh, you know, I guess the silver lining in it gives us as coaches an opportunity to, to to make sure that we remind our guys the importance of discipline and, and playing with emotion but not emotional. Uh, so we're hoping to have Brandon because you're absolutely correct. He, with uh, Stefan Legault and uh, Riley Kieser, uh, they were tremendous for us. And uh, Brandon's a player that plays hard, is intense, is skilled, plays on the edge. And uh, we're just hoping that uh, he didn't uh, cross the line and, and uh, step on the wrong side of the line with that, that penalty, and we're able to reverse the uh, the original uh, decision. Defenseman Jason Fram voted top defenseman in the Canada West this year, uh, played some games for San Jose Barracuda in the American Hockey League. He was an excellent point-producing right-shot D-man with the uh, Spokane Chiefs. Uh, you also picked up Clayton Kirishenko out of the Medicine Hat Tigers, who was plus 50 last year, another you know 60-plus point man out of the Western League. That gives you two pretty good right-shot guys. Ryan Rehill, drafted by New Jersey. Kamloops uh, Blazer, 
He's a third guy. Sawyer Lang, 50-point man with uh, Prince Albert. Uh, I mean, there's teams in the American Hockey League that don't have that type of skill in terms of uh, puck-moving abilities on the back end. You're so deep that Dylan Bredo, who'd been with your program for a while, Serge, he ended up getting some time at center uh, last weekend. Maybe discuss uh, your decision to reinsert him in that slot. Well, our defense uh, core has shown growth the entire year and really improved. And uh, uh, you mentioned those four players, uh, but then, um, you know, uh, Graham Craig and uh, and uh, Benny Carroll uh, right now make up uh, our sixth defenseman. And uh, when when Dylan went down with a shoulder injury, uh, Sawyer Lang and uh, Benny Carroll really picked up their game. And it's really because of their performances gave us the opportunity to really uh, experiment with uh, keeping Dylan up front. And um, you know, D- Dylan arguably has been uh, our top performer. He was you know, maybe not in all four games, but definitely in the last three games of of playoffs and. The last game in particular, he played uh, both wings at center, on defense, on the power play, on the PK. Uh, so he's very, very versatile. And what he really added is is depth throughout the through the middle uh, from line one to line four. And I didn't hesitate to to use him on defensive zone draws. With he was playing with uh, Jaden Hart and uh, and uh, Cooper, yeah, uh, so Taylor Cooper. So. Yeah, so the, you know, it comes back to your original, uh, you know, question with uh, Brandon McGee. With McGee in the lineup, we had twelve forwards that, uh, from one to twelve, really performed well last weekend, and uh, Dylan really uh, gave us that opportunity to have a lot of depth up front. All right, so uh, this is your third year with the program. You uh, had a lot of uh, Ian Herbert's former players the first year. You guys uh, played, and it's a single elimination event now, Serge. It's no longer a round robin, so you got to be going early. And I know that. Two years ago, you got a good start, but had it kind of taken away from you a bit. Last year, quarterfinal game, um, I don't know if you guys ever really got into the perimeter enough to score, but where I'm going here is you're going in there as hated Alberta out of the East Coast, uh, out of the Atlantic. Uh, they don't like the Bears. The Bears are, uh, historically speaking, the most successful team in, in uh, U-sports history. Um what do you do to ensure that you guys are focused and ready to go and disciplined from the get-go? And you've touched on it. We have to be ready to go right from the start. The first 10 minutes are going to be very important. Uh, I, I thought, even though we got a 2-0 lead against FX that first year we went two years ago, um, we're still, uh, we're almost kind of waiting to see what kind of pace uh, the, the game would kind of settle into. So this time there, there's no waiting around. We have to dictate the pace uh, and, and and make sure that we play our game. We always say, like, focus 80% on what you need to do and how you, we need to play, and then, you know, have a good idea of what uh, the other team is doing. You know, focus about 20% on understanding their tendencies and systems and whatnot. And, and then I think I'm gonna, we're, we're going to have to stri- uh, really push that message to our players. It's like, we need to play our game. And uh, there's a different uh, feeling right now with our guys, and I could uh, even see it how they... It was kind of a reserved celebration on the ice. Uh, Canada West was an objective of ours. We want Canada West, and now we have uh, bigger fish to fry. And uh, I think the guys are really focused on making sure that uh, we take care of business when we get there. Serge, you split your goaltending uh, last week against Saskatchewan. Zach Sawchenko was a two-time Eastern Conference All-Star in the Western Hockey League with Moose Jaw. He bypassed his 20-year-old year. Moose Jaw was going for a Memorial Cup run this year to play for your team, and then Sean Burke's son, Brendan Burke, 
Uh, he's uh, he's seen probably a little bit more work than Sachenko this year. Would you consider splitting him again at Nationals, or are you going to go with one guy? Uh, really haven't decided that. Uh, not very many programs have the luxury uh, we have as coaches to, to have two really good goaltenders. Um, but going into Nationals, uh, the reason of uh, getting Zach's, uh, that game on Saturday was we wanted to make sure we had both goaltenders ready. And uh, both goaltenders performed really well with uh, Brennan on Friday and Zach on Saturday. So uh, we have that we have that option, and we're very fortunate that uh, you know we have two goaltenders that we can really count on. That was a great political answer, Serge. <laughs> hey, best of luck in the event, okay? Hey, thanks for having me on, Bob. Yep. Always a pleasure. Yeah, bring her home. That is uh, Serge Lajoie. He is the head coach of the University of Alberta Golden Bears. They have won 15 national championships, uh, the most in youth sports history. Golden Bears basketball, by the way, they uh, got bombed yesterday by um, by the Ryerson Rams uh, and the right now the Ontario Conference problem in uh, Canada West right now when it comes to basketball is there's too many teams. There's too many teams. That's all there is to it. Can't have that many teams. Uh, you can text us at six thirty six thirty. Tweet us at orders now. Uh, Dudley says, Bob, do you think Taylor Hall would have matured as much as he has this year if he had not been traded? Um, I, I believe Taylor Hall is a hell of a player that brought it pretty much every night that when he played here in Edmonton, there was a lot of changeover, a lot of different perspectives on things. Uh, so do I think he would have matured as much? Why not? I wasn't going to bet against him that he was going to be able to get to the next level. And if he, given the separation points between him and everybody else in New Jersey, it's it's pretty remarkable what he's accomplished. There's no question he can flat out drive a line. I think we all know that. And the game has also moved more towards his type of game. Any suggestion that you can't with, uh, win with him is complete bullcrap. The guy won two Memorial Cups at Windsor. That program, when Taylor was there, had their captain, Mickey Renault suddenly die. Okay? And uh, that was uh, Hall's rookie year in the OHL. All he did was score 45 goals that year. He was a damn good player. I think we all knew that. Uh, you got to give to get. And the orders chose a path, a path, may I add, that a lot of you out there wanted Edmonton to go. Tired of being pushed around like the 90-pound weakling, a lot of people wanted the orders to build a bigger, tougher team, especially given the fact that they were gifted Connor McDavid. Just remember that. You know, we can have revisionist history and say, oh, no, no, I knew it was coming. I knew the game was going to... We just watched L.A. win uh, two cups, and don't ever underestimate the competitiveness the Chicago Blackhawks had. They might not have been as big and heavy as L.A., but they had some toughness and character as well. And the game has moved considerably, even over the last year. When we come back, Mike Russo out of uh, Minnesota. He's with The Athletic. He's in Vancouver right now covering the Minnesota Wild. They'll be in Edmonton. Tomorrow to play the orders. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.